Welcome to the Badass Rules podcast with me, Jules. We will be talking all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle to help you love the life you live and the badass body you are in. Team, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have got a very special guest with me. I have got Marisa with me to chat all about her fitness and health journey. Marisa, how are you? I'm very well, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So if people don't know you, and I'm sure anyone who has ever trained with us at the studio or online does know you because you do like to wave to folk at the beginning of a workout, but for anyone who doesn't, tell us a wee bit about you. Thank you. Yes, I do like a wave. So I am 47. I am a business owner, entrepreneur, as we call it on our other podcast. And I have been involved in, I would say, your fitness since how many years? I don't even know now. Oh, a lot of years, like 2017. I want to say if not yeah I want to say even 16 so 2016 yeah. I think and very fortunately for me my friend Tracy Rush brought me along to small group personal training with another girl so there was three of us but historically I've always been very very mindful of fitness until probably I had Roshi and she's 11 so up until that point, when I was young, I used to be in the swimming team. I used to play tennis from dusk till dawn or dawn till dusk, the other way around. I used to even cycle to the tennis club, not sure how many miles that was in Dunoon, and was very, very fit. And I kind of kept that going into adulthood. And then I played tennis in Glasgow for a club, <clears throat> Mount Vernon, and then I just fell away from it. I think life got in the way, circumstances got away, got in the way, and I then did nothing at all for years. And when I was pregnant with Roisin, Roisin is an IVF baby, and we tried for a very long time to have her. So when I was pregnant, after suffering a couple of IVF miscarriages as well, I was so determined to do everything that I possibly could to ensure her safe arrival into the world. And one of the things that I did was I went to Pilates and with a girl called Jackie Oakley, we had the best fun. But what that did is it got me into a really fit shape. I was um, humongous when I was pregnant. I had size, I normally get size six feet. My feet were up to a size nine. I was so swollen, it was so hot. It was unbelievable, but going to Jackie, I was so fit going into uh, labour and everything, and then coming out of having birth, that fitness remained, and I probably then, Roisin was born through 2012, and then all I did was walk, I didn't do any other fitness, slipped away from Pilates, used to take Roisin with me to Pilates, torturous, you know, you're trying to do exercises and you've got to um, sing like nursery rhymes at the same time, just not for me. And then Tracy invited me along to your classes and it literally has, without a shadow of a doubt and no exaggeration at all, changed my life. Fitness, becoming stronger, is part of my everyday life. We have to have rest days, can't stand them. And that is a bit of a whistle stop tour. 
So what then made you start? So like you said, you'd had Roshi in 2012, didn't take part in any kind of fitness or make fitness a priority. So when you joined me, so Roshi would have been five then. Oh, wow. Oh, she's a high schooler now. Um, so when you joined, what what made you what made you take control of that and want to be more mindful with your fitness journey? So I'm sorry that I don't know the year that I started, but she was definitely younger because she was still at nursery. So it must have been before. before then. So if I'm very, very honest, and this is not the reason why I do what I do now, because obviously I have learned as part of my journey. But if I'm very honest, the only reason that I came along was to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's why I started doing what, what you know, so I would come to personal training with you. Now, what I did back in the day was I'd come to personal training with you and it was in an afternoon session. And invariably, if we had a four-week block, I would maybe make three of the four, sometimes two of the four, um, sometimes arrive without my trainers. You know it, <laughs> you were there. Um, but was I committed? Absolutely not. Um, I was kidding myself on, if I'm being really honest. And then as time went on, I think I realised that once a week was never going to cut it anyway. So I increased my sessions. I think I started to come to you one-to-one. And then, lo and behold, the 6am classes started. And there is where it began for me. But I think going back to the weight loss thing, I've been thinking about this quite a lot recently. And I do not know where it came from. But obviously, I grew up in that society. I'm just keep thinking about my mum. And really, she didn't go to Slimming World or Weight Watchers. But from late secondary school, I was in Weight Watchers. Now, if I look back at photographs of me at that time, there was absolutely no reason why I should have been going through that door. And in actual fact, when I look back on it, it would have been very helpful for the people taking those classes to say, get out of here, because I was not heavy. And I used to joke about that as well, because um, I used to like the teacher's son, or the, not the teacher, but the Weight Watcher leader's son. And my friends and I used to rock up, go on the scales, and then go to the chip shop on the way back. But actually, I was there to lose weight. And I don't, I'm, I'm frustrated when I look back because I think really consciously about this for Roisin. The word fat is never used in my house. I don't look back and think it was ever used in my own house growing up. But there is a reason why fat loss and weight loss is so ingrained in my subconscious mind frustratingly so so that's why I started and I think the transformational section for me was 6am classes because there was so many of them available I could get up leave my house shut off my responsibilities come to personal training and come to classes which was just all about me I wasn't a mum I wasn't a wife And that's where my journey started. And then I could go home, pick up my responsibilities for the rest of the day and get on with working life, mum life, wife life. Do you not think that's such a good piece of advice though for mums? And obviously I don't understand the mum journey not being a mum, but tell me from your point of view, I find that a lot of mums feel guilty for taking time for themselves because there's so much to be done with the kids, with the house, with their work, all of this, and they feel guilty taking time away that's just purely 100% for them. But 
But what I've found working with thousands of women over the years is that taking that little bit of time for you actually makes you a better parent, wife, manager, business owner, all of this stuff because you've had a little bit of meeting somewhere in your day. What's your thoughts? My thoughts are that whether you're a mum or you are not, you need that me time. So going back to my journey then, when I was going to the 6am classes and that was my, you know, pretty much sealed off time for Marisa, it was, it just actually became crucial in my life. It became the oxygen for me because at that time we had five nurseries, we had a training company, we had a coffee shop, we had all this business going on, over a hundred staff. We had a wee girl in the house. Kieran, my stepson, was at high school. And actually, during part of that, Bernie was travelling. Um, so I was just all consumed with, I'm a massive people pleaser. I'm trying to work on that. Um, but when well, you're that type of personality, you're so consumed in helping others and doing things for others that all of a sudden I realise, see, for me to give my best to everything else that I do, I have to take time out for myself. And that is what the badass rules provided for me. It gave me time pretty much five to six days a week. And it might only have been 30 minutes, 45 minutes an hour, but I looked forward to that, that time. And since then, that's actually formed a habit. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not a crabbit person or, you know, if Bernie listens to this, he'll be rolling his eyes, but I'm genuinely (laughs) not a crabbit person, but I now actually feel different if I've not trained. So it's quite interesting. You're like, obviously referring back to like the, how I think everybody felt in like the nineties and early two thousands. And now looking back that you know more, it's easy. I think for us to look back and go, why did we buy into that? Why did we give ourselves such grief? Why did we go to all these slimming clubs? But it was the norm at the time. You didn't know any different. And when you look back now at media from that time, television, magazines, all this stuff, it was so powerful into making us feel that we had to, that weight loss was everything. And it's so good the way the message has changed now and everybody's changed their outlook on it. So for you, what has changed for you since you started making fitness a priority and a part of your life? So I think the biggest thing that's changed is my education and my understanding, and that's all thanks to you. My, and I'm going to call them issues because they are issues and I'm still dealing with them. My issues with weight loss mm-hmm. is something that still plays my mind. I've worked, I've worked really, really hard on this and I feel that I have to be in control of lots of things associated with that. And I do get frustrated because that has definitely came from somewhere in my childhood. But the thing that's changed in me now is because of my understanding and my education that you have provided, I no longer train to lose weight at all. I train to build strength. I have a total understanding that as I get older, Fitness and strength are absolutely crucial in the longevity of my life and the health within my life. And I completely understand that. There is nothing that fills me with such joy than lifting weights. And you have taught me all of those skills. And 
that's the biggest thing that's changed is I have a complete understanding of why you and I talk about personally and in business, we talk about why all the time. And I now understand why I do what I do. So that leads me on really nicely to the next question of what keeps you going? So the thing that keeps me going is the top thing is I just love fitness. Now, if you'd spoken to me years ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. But I absolutely, I just love everything about it. Now, I, you know, you and I are not really getting up at the 6 a.m. or for a 6 a.m. class anymore. But we do train first thing in the morning before we do anything else. And the thing that keeps me going is I just feel that sets me up for the day. So even at the weekends, if I get up a wee bit later, I still try and do something. Now, my darling husband, Bernie, and I are even members of the gym together. Mm-hmm. We are gym buddies. We do not speak to each other in the gym. We do not look at each other in the gym, but we are gym buddies. So I'm actually loving now going to the gym. And what I'm going to say about this is years upon years ago, I've tried going to gyms and everything. And I would have hated it. Didn't have the confidence. I am so confident and the confidence comes from the understanding of how to do things correctly. And again, taught by yourself. But the motivation that keeps me going is I know that I just understand why fitness is so important, particularly to females around about this age. Um, and I'm skimming over the age, albeit I said it at the beginning. But I just, I just understand that And I don't feel it's a necessity in my life. I feel that fitness is a choice and something that I am so committed to that that's not going to change. So what would you say to someone who wants to get started, but they think, oh, I've tried everything before. Like I've tried every workout plan, diet plan, gym, every club in the world. None of them have worked for me. I've not stuck at any of them. What would you say to that person who's reluctant to get started again? So I would have been that person in the early days. You know, I wasn't reluctant, but what I was is I just was not committed. And I think what happens within the badass rules is firstly and very quickly, you gain a sense of community and you're surrounded by people who are on very, very similar journeys but what I'm going to say about those people is every single person is different. Mm-hmm. So we've all got, you know, everybody's different sizes, different looks, different backgrounds, you know, different types of jobs, mums, folk that are not mums. And I think the thing that differentiates this is that everyone comes together. I don't really recall another group that's so supportive. And that comes from you. Now, I know that this is not me totally shining the light, but I will. It's required. But I think the thing is your positivity and your motivation rubs off on everybody that's in the badass rules. And for me, that's absolutely massive. And what you're also very mindful of is stages. So for me, every exercise has some kind of level to it. And what you're very mindful of as well you you stay in your own lane I think that's the the term you use you don't need to do you know the top level of a particular move do what fits you and I think the differentiating part of all of this is everything is created 
to suit the person and you gain confidence from the people round about you and you also gain confidence. I think one of the things you gain confidence from is you've got so many customers that have been with you for years and so many people who also come back because they go away and they think, I'm going to try a different person, but they very quickly realise that success sits within you and you're there to facilitate that success. You do it so, so well. And for me, that's what makes the big difference. Well, Marie, so you can come back on this podcast anytime at all, you know. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can know, give me a brown envelope for my sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're right, though, that community makes masses of difference. And I think not just to a fitness journey, to any journey you're on in your life, having people surrounding you who understand what you're working on, who understand your obstacles, people who are maybe a wee bit ahead of you on the journey who have overcome those obstacles previously who can say, yeah, I understand how you feel. I felt like that. Here's how I overcame it. And just having people around you to support you, to keep you accountable, to motivate you, that to me is the absolute biggest benefit of the Badass Rules. And I say this quite a lot. Our absolute biggest strength is our people and our community. And I honestly, I know I'm going to say this, but I don't think there's another community like it. Well, obviously, not that I'm biased in any way, but factually, I totally agree. And I think that is what keeps you going. And the other thing that I think is really key as well is you're always learning. So you thrive on that. And what then makes a difference to the community is when you learn something, you share it. So you go and you train to do Pilates, you train to do yoga, you bring that into the badass rules. So let's say there's somebody, and may I add, I have had injuries through this period of training and fitness. And the the key thing is, as long as you're aware of that, you work around that. So I've become pretty much injury-free through the time that I've spent with you, but because you're then mindful of, okay, how do I support that client who may have had this injury or may need to work on something else? And also the option for members is the fact that if you don't want to do strength training, you can stick to Pilates. You know, although people think Pilates is uh, very slow and uh, quiet, it's really not. I was born a sweat this morning at uh, Pilates online. So, but yeah, there, there are huge benefits because there's also lots of choice. And I think for people, for me, I don't want to do the one thing every day. So choice is crucial for me as well. Excellent. Two quick fire questions to round us off. Number one, what's your favourite workout? I can't say Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favourite workout. What no, my favourite workout is Pilates. So oh. for those people who do not know, Pilates is I'm going to try and get this right. Is partly to do with Pilates and partly to do with strength. So it's the perfect hybrid. It's a hybrid of strength and hybrid. That's hybrid. the that's the word. So that's love it, love it. And what is your favourite workout tune of the moment? So my favourite workout tune, and I will just say this, anytime I work out, including in the gym with the earpods in and the on the peloton, it's got mentioned twice, I love house music and I like really, you know, to be in the groove. But my favourite tune of the moment is Keeping Your Head Up by Birdie. Oh, I love it. A favourite of mine as well. Oh, so oh. good. Marisa, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure lots of people are going to have got 
loads of gems from that. I know I certainly did. But thank you so much for joining us. And I will see you soon on Zoom. I've loved it. Thanks for having me.